Welcome to Excel Boats on the X Podcast, powered by Mud Buddy Motors. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. The only podcast to bring you insights on the world of hunting, fishing, and boating. With your host, J. Paul Jackson. You don't say much, do you? Now, load up and side in. This is On the X. Welcome to the Excel Boats on the X Podcast, powered by Mud Buddy Motors. J. Paul Jackson here today, joined by my co-host, who's been with us a lot lately, Jeffrey Whitlock. Buddy, how you doing today out there in Utah? I'm, I'm doing good. I'm excited to be here, and I'm excited for our uh, special guest today, uh, somebody we haven't had on for a long time, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. And actually, I'm excited because we have not only one, but we actually have two very special guests today, and they're both very, very beautiful ladies, super outdoors women, and... Uh, part of our team here from our pro staff coming to us from North Carolina today where she's in gunsmithing school, the lovely and multi-talented Sophie Sweeney. How you doing, girl? I'm good. I'm so excited to be on. It's been a while since I've gotten to talk to everybody, so I'm excited to catch up. Yes, sir. And joining us today, because we didn't want Sophie to be outnumbered two to one by us guys, we also brought in from our marketing team there in a Utah, and you've probably seen her a whole lot, guys, if you watch any of our social media stuff, because Ambry loves to hunt and to fish, uh, loves running a mud buddy as well. Uh, Miss Ambry Myler, how you doing? Great. I'm doing great. Really happy to be here. Happy to join in with Sophie and um, Jeff today, and of course, you, Jay Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was starting to feel hurt. <laughs> look look at us go jay paul we've got this is this is an equality <laughs> you know like uh, this podcast we are we are equal rights that is what we are all about here on the podcast <laughs> amen nobody can complain about us being biased this is very much a balanced group today very true absolutely well except for maybe you know in the looks department we're probably way ahead of the field where we're normally at that's for damn sure <laughs> That is for damn sure. <laughs> hey, before we get started, though, I've got a Jay Paul. I've actually got a little shout out that I really want to do before we get too far into this. I don't have you. You mentioned the social media, Jay Paul. Did you see the picture that went up on uh, the XL Boats Facebook page the other day with the guys in the boats, three guys, and they're flying through the air? Have you seen that picture? Yes, I did. Oh my gosh! So these guys, um, this this post has been blowing up, of course, because I mean it's it's so hilarious. And I have to look at it every day. It makes me laugh so hard. But um, Jason Knapp is is the guy driving the boat, um, and he posted on. He was all excited to see that he was up there. And so I just want to give a shout out to him. Thank you so much for uh, sharing that picture with us. Uh, you guys are so awesome. People are loving it. You guys are hilarious, and uh, keep up the good work. And be really safe. Really is what I'm driving at most safety. of all safety. Always. Yeah, safety first. We love those cool photos. Yeah, it looks like they're having a great time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it looks like something I'd do. <laughs> Definitely, Jay Paul. I could see you doing something like that. <laughs> something Freddie would do for sure. No, it absolutely. And maybe, maybe that's why I thought it was so funny is because we've had these kind of long discussions over the last couple of weeks about – safety and freddie and 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 kind of this this new leaf that freddie's turning over and then bam here comes this picture and it just cracks me up so i thought it was pretty appropriate so i just want to give a shout out to to jason and say thanks 
Yeah, yeah, and that's definitely the old Freddy. Now let's, we need to be sure we we make that get that straight too. The new Freddy would never do anything like that. Never, he would never <laughs> dream of doing anything like that. <laughs> you know, my grandmother once told me, "Son, you can go to hell for lying, just like you can stealing or anything else." <laughs> I probably ought to watch what I say there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so maybe, maybe this is a good lead in too right here. I'll just steal it from you, J-Paul. But Sophie, you ever done anything like that? Um, actually, I have been pretty good on the boat. You know, I will say I might have had a couple of times where the water's been a little bit high and I might have gone a little bit fast. But I've been pretty pretty good about being safe. Um, my dad would drive 12 hours up to North Carolina and beat my butt if he saw me doing anything that I could hurt myself on. So I'm more afraid of my dad than actually hurting myself because he would be the one to come up and really, really take care of me <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that vapo 203 it's not made for getting airborne now Ambry, on the other hand she runs she runs a uh, f4 shallow water with a mud buddy pretty frequently what's the craziest thing you've done in that boat Ambry? um i would have to say it was just about a week ago and um keith was driving you guys all know keith and um I just remember sitting on the front of the boat and all of a sudden I look behind me and I just see the water. I know it's going to come. All of a sudden we start hopping out of the air. I lifted completely up and the first thing I did is huddle over the camera bag knowing here it comes. <laughs> but, uh, no, that was, a, that was a strange day. We were out on a pretty big lake and, you know, it's kind of like right in the middle of a canyon. So the wind comes up, it picks up really big right across that lake and those waves get kind of kind of big and on those shallow water boats you know they can get a little get a, get a little bouncy it was, it was definitely bouncy. Henry's sitting right out on the end we've got four or five cameras spread across the boat <laughs> as we're filming this and she luckily saved our our big nice one with her you so know, one for the team, team really it was fun though I mean, yeah <laughs> well we don't want to talk about the stuff that i do so we'll just move right <laughs> on <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I just left the plant and, uh, you know, I was taking a look at a boat that somebody had brought in that they were sitting back, putting back into the jig to straighten it out where they'd, they'd taken a pretty good lick on the front and busted a couple of welds. And I was thinking, dang, I didn't realize we could put them on a jig like that and straighten them back out. I got to get my boat over here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, you can beat it up all over again like a brand new boat. <laughs> It'd be like a brand new boat. Yes, that there would. You go. It'll also sell a lot better when I get ready for my next one. <laughs> Man, so Sophie, the last time you were on here, we talked a little bit about how you got into hunting and fishing, and the fact that you're going to gunsmithing school, and and uh, it was pretty cool. And then since then, you and I have had the opportunity to spend a little bit of time on the water, and I can tell the folks, our listeners, that she really is the real deal. I was very impressed. Uh, the day that we fished together at Pickwick, she caught some really nice bass. She knew how to work a worm. Uh, that, that was pretty doggone neat. And, you know, but what was even better was all the great feedback that we got off of it, too. Because I think you inspire a lot of women to get into the outdoors. And that's honestly kind of why I have done, you know, what I've done. When I first started my Instagram, it was just what everybody was doing. Everybody had Instagram, you know, it's kind of what, what a part of being my age was. And then as I got older and I really got more into the hunting and fishing, more into it and realizing, you know, okay, not a lot of women do this. You know, I would love to see more women getting into this. Why don't I use my platform as a way to kind of 
help get more women into the outdoors. You know, I love it if a girl, you know, emails me or messages me and says, hey, you know, I don't have a boyfriend or dad that fishes or hunts, you know, I want to get into it. What can I do? And, you know, I'll give the best advice that I can, which I don't want to say I'm a professional at all, but moving up to North Carolina, you know, I went from hunting with my dad every single year and having him, you know, kind of doing everything with me to being in North Carolina hunting on public land that I've never hunted on and doing it all by myself. So I kind of was in that position where I went from, okay, I have to do this completely on my own. You know, I don't have my dad to help me do everything. So I feel like through that, I've learned a lot myself and I want to just pass that knowledge on to everybody else and get more women in the outdoors because that's what we really need. No doubt. No doubt about it. Um, how about you, Amber? What got you started in hunting and fishing? Um, well, my grandpa, he's a, he's a big hunter, big fisherman. And... I just remember growing up and them being like, okay, it's time to wake up to go duck hunting, but you have to get up at 6 a.m. and all the boys are doing it. And I just wanted to be like the boys. I wanted to go out too. And so if that meant getting up at 6 a.m. and pretending like I was not tired, even a little bit and not complaining the whole day, just so I could be out there and be doing what the boys were doing. It was just exciting to me to be the girl who was wanting to go as well. And just fell in love with being outdoors. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, you could spend a lot of time, not just the, you know, your family connection, hunting with your granddad and fishing and stuff, but now in your job as part of our marketing team, I mean, you know, it, it's kind of nice to have your fresh face out there on the water a lot of the time. You know, I mean, you're not just a, a wannabe at it, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, Honestly, it's such a stress relief um, from the day to day and being in the office. I feel like going out and being able to just get on the water for my job has been so helpful just to get some fresh air and enjoy my day a lot more. Amen. Yeah, I I absolutely I think it's I think it's so great that we have such a, an awesome opportunity in our uh, marketing department here that we um, that we have Ambry and that that we have Sophie as well on our on our pro staff team that because it, uh, it really it really breaks things up it gives us lots of different opportunity and uh, to reach different people and I, I love Sophie that you brought up the idea of of teaching and and using this kind of platform for education and I've brought this up in our last two podcasts as well that so many people now are using. Um, social media platforms to educate themselves for people who don't have the opportunity uh, to learn from a parent or or a family member that this is the way this is the way they learn and and I think you are such a great uh, example of that I, I really appreciate it. I think it's fantastic well thank you I you know I and I appreciate you saying that it's actually funny you know since I've gotten the boat I can't tell you how times I have been out you know with my friend behind my truck you know and I have a guy that you know, is at a gas station says oh man I love your truck and my boyfriend's just like it's hers you know and they're like oh I love the boat too and he's like oh it's <laughs> hers you know and it's like oh you know of course people automatically assume oh it's got to be the boyfriend's and you know people they give me this dumb look like this is yours and I'm like you know girls are capable of actually owning trucks and driving boats and that's also one of the funniest things is you know people are like oh you have this boat do you know how to drive it and it's like let's let's think about that question before we ask it again it doesn't make any sense but I feel like through that though I can kind of say look don't be scared you know there are going to be guys that are kind of a-holes and are like oh you know you're a girl and you do this who cares go out outfish him out hunt him and then he can't say anything you know and that's that's kind of my thing is that 
there are just so many guys that I feel like, you know, there, there are plenty of men that are just all for women in the outdoor industry, but I feel like there are also a lot that kind of sometimes deter some women because, you know, it's, it's scary. It's a male dominant industry and there aren't too, too many females. So I feel like if I can just get girls to say, look, it's, it's a little bit scary, but when you get into it, you're going to love it so much. You're going to forget about, you know, any pressure or anything, because just like Amber said, the stress relief of just getting out, you know, after the work day or after whatever, it makes it just so much worth it that who cares what anybody else thinks, as long as you're enjoying yourself and having a good time. Amen. Oh, amen. I think that is, that is exactly right. All the way down the line. I, and it's so sad that it's such a male dominated sport. I don't, I, I don't understand why. And I hate the idea that any any man out there would deter anybody in any way and it's something that we talked about with freddie king the other day too about uh duck duck hunting that that we need these these sports all of these outdoor sports to grow like we're losing people all the time with these and and whether it's even the kids right down to the fact that they're playing so many video games instead of getting out that to deter mm -hmm. anyone from getting out on the water and participating in these sports is going to be so detrimental in the long run. You know, he that was so he's so accurate about that, Jeffrey. I mean, you're dead on because when we're looking at getting people into the sport, we got if we're going to keep hunting alive as we know it, we're going to have to look outside the box, and it's going to be really, really important to get the Ambrys and the Sophies, you know, out there as well as kids. And, and that brings me to a question for both of you, ladies. I'd like your thoughts on this and. It's something that I've been thinking about for a long time. I actually would like to start working toward making this a reality in some states. But, you know, since I can remember, I mean, I, I can tell you, I got into deer hunting when I was only 10 or 11 years old because we had juvenile weekend. The weekend before opening day of regular gun season was youth season. Mm -hmm. And it was great. It was kids 10 to 16. And, uh, you know, my dad took me, I mean, I look forward to the youth hunt. I still look forward to it. I look forward to taking kids now. But I loved it then, and that's what got me in to deer hunting. And then later on in life, uh, we start, as I got older, we didn't have it when I was a kid. But when my kids were smaller, we, you know, we started having the youth duck hunt. And I still participate in the, in the youth hunt uh, every year in multiple states if I can. I think a great vehicle for getting women into hunting, whether it's big game, deer, or duck, but particularly waterfowl, um, would be if we had a youth slash women weekend where you either had to be 10 to 16 of any sex, or if you were over 16, you had to be female to participate, a ladies and youth only weekend. What do you girls think about that? Do you think you could use it as a vehicle to draw women into the shooting sport? or the hunting sports? I think that it's a great idea. Um, you know, as a, a female in the industry, I think that it's a great plan because, you know, I feel like, like I said, girls are scared to get into it. So when you have an event like that, you know, this, this is a perfect opportunity. You know, if you've never hunted before, if you've never fished before, if you don't have a family member or, you know, somebody close to you that can help you or take you, this is a perfect opportunity. Come out, ask questions, meet fellow girls, you know, decide that you're going to go on a hunt with this girl, you know, talk to this person and, you know, ask your questions so that you can learn information because, you know, that's, I mean, that's all it takes, honestly, is it's just, it's about learning. It's a learning experience 
And I feel like, you know, if you have a place where you can go out and you can feel comfortable enough to ask people the questions that you want to know and, you know, just listen to people talk about it, then, you know, what better way to get into it than that? I completely agree. I, I think that sometimes in this industry, people are really either stuck in their ways or like they have their own way of doing it. And you, you don't you, really want to mean you at all. No way. You're not stuck in your ways. <laughs> you, you don't really want to feel like you're stepping on people's toes or intruding because you have this learning curve that you got to catch up to. So if there was like a day where, you know, you didn't have to feel this pressure to be at the same level and you can just work your way up. I think that's a great idea. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. I think that sounds like a, a, a really great, really fun idea. Um, I, my only, my only thought on that is that really that you could have a beginner's day as well, because I, I'm sure myself being one of them, that those who don't duck hunt very often or duck hunt alone, that having some kind of education or a way of, of doing that without feeling the stress or the pressure of the professionals would always be very helpful. Yeah, you know, and I think that that exists already, Jeffrey, to some degree. I mean, in the state of Tennessee, they started something really cool a few years ago. Um, you know, in most states around the nation, in order to be a hunter, you have to have passed some sort of hunter's education class in order to buy yes. your to buy your hunting license. But, you know, there are a lot of people that, I mean, that takes a lot of premeditation, you know, a lot of thought to it. I mean, you've got to say, okay, I know I want to go hunting. So I'm going to go and I'm going to give up a few nights of my life and, more, and a Saturday for doing the shooting part of it. I'm going to take this class and then I can go out and I can buy my hunting license. And only then can I actually go hunting. Well, in the state of Tennessee, and I'm sure there are others, it's just the only one that I know of. Uh, they started offering a one time in your lifetime, single season apprentice license and this apprentice license uh and i took advantage of this with uh both my wife and one of my children um you know i wanted to take them hunting i wanted them to see how they would like it they didn't really want to go through hunter safety you know oh, i'm not sure i want to even be a hunter you know i'd like to go with you daddy but uh you know i got stuff to do well with thanks to the apprentice license, um, they have to be accompanied by an adult, I believe 21 or older. Uh, the apprentice hunter does at all times part of the restrictions on this hunting license, but they do not have to take hunter safety. It allows them to hunt for a season without taking hunter safety to see if they like it. In the case of both my daughters and my wife, and with my wife, it was more just a convenience deal. She knew she wanted to get her hunter safety. It was great. You know, they got to hunt with me for a season, and then they couldn't wait to take hunter's education where they could buy their license for the rest of their life. So we have some things in place like that. Yeah, I need to look. I need to look that up here. That sounds like such an incredible program. That's a, that's perfect. I've not heard anything like that out here in Utah. But man, if we don't have it, we need it. That that would be really excellent. Well, I was just going to say, you know, I just feel like that's a great idea. And I feel like a lot of other states should adopt that if they don't already do that, because that's a great opportunity for just like you said, people that are like, well, you know, I've thought about hunting, but I, I don't really know much about it. And I don't know if I would like it. You know, I don't want to dedicate this many hours to doing the class and everything. So I really do think that's a good way to also help get people into it that are maybe a little bit hesitant to do it. 
Yeah, and for you guys out there that are listening and your girlfriend's getting inspired by these two ladies, yeah, take a look at that in your state because if the problem is the hang-up is that she hasn't had hunter safety, you may have a workaround there depending on what state you live in. And it's called different things, a mentor license, an apprentice license, but you need to check that out because I'll tell you what, it worked wonders for me with my girl. And, uh, you know, I think it's just a great opportunity. Absolutely. I was going to say something that worked for me was um, just going out and shooting clay pigeons like, just before the season, just getting excited about it. Um, just going and do some target practicing that the thrill of just shooting something is exhilarating and it's exciting. And to know that you can actually do this out in the field, it, it gets exciting. So, I mean, maybe even just if you're wanting to try to get your girlfriend into it or your wife or go out and shoot some clay pigeons because it's fun. So that brings me to another question, and I'm going to ask each of you this. I'm going to start with Sophie. Um, from a woman's perspective, Sophie, uh, it, it, knowing what girls, knowing women better than men do, obviously, I don't know a dang thing about them, and I've raised three of them, married to one for over 25 years, but, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even going to comment beyond right there i do have a joke for y'all before we hang up there but anyway um you know as a woman if a guy wanted to take you to do something to introduce you to shooting or hunting what would you pick to be your introductory way to go in there um to the you mean just to the outdoors in general well or, or shooting let, let's say shooting because you're in guns if you've got a girlfriend doesn't know anything about shooting at all and you want to get her into it what approach would you take from a woman's perspective so i have actually a very very good perspective on this because um in jacksonville i worked at a gun store and shooting range for quite a while um i was the only female that worked there so a lot of the women actually would migrate kind of towards me and you know would look to me for advice which i loved because like i said i loved getting more women into it and helping women feel more comfortable um always i say you know if it's your first time start out with a small caliber there's no need in trying to shoot a 45 cal the first time that you're shooting or something you know start out small and work your way up there's no point in shooting some big gun, scaring yourself, you know, hurting yourself or something where you're like, you know what, this isn't fun. I don't like this. But, you know, when you start out with a little 22 or something small, it's, you know, it's got low recoil. They're fun to shoot. It's just, it's something that it's, it's less stressful. I feel like when it's something smaller and then, like I said, you work your way up, try a 22. If she likes it, move up to a nine mil. If she likes that, move up to a 40, you know, go to a 12 gauge shotgun, but don't start her out on something that is going to scare the crap out of her and make her say, Oh, this isn't fun. You know, this is, this is a very scary situation. Cause I feel like that's a lot of people's mistakes is they go and they're like, Oh, well, I want this to be fun. So I want this person to shoot an AK 47. Well, you know, that is fun for you, but for somebody who's never shot before, that's, that's probably going to be a little bit more stressful than anything. So 100% start out slow and easy and then work your way up. Man, that is great advice. I completely agree. Um, and then on the other side of it, if, if your end goal is to try to introduce her to something that you love and your passion, so let's say duck hunting, I, I mean, the first time she goes out, don't take her at six in the morning in the freezing cold. And I mean and it's just nervous and she's never shot before, I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest that. I would suggest a warmer day in the summer out somewhere that you can just target practice, like I said before, and just enjoy that so that when she is out there and it is freezing cold or whatever, it's, it's a little bit more like she knows the rewards coming and what it feels like. Yeah. 
That is great advice. And I'll tell you what, that goes for kids, too, in both of those things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So many young men that don't like shooting because the first time that they went out, their dad handed him their his 12-gauge shotgun and said, here, you know, and didn't mm-hmm. introduce them properly to it. Same way with handguns. I've seen that in the same way, you know, with hunting. I'll tell you, my dad didn't do it with me because, uh, you know, I, I can't remember starting hunting. I mean, I was so young. I guess I started going at night coon hunting when I was like five or six years old with my dad and granddad. And, my, and you know, that was easy. And, and you know, dad would carry me on his back a lot of the time and stuff. And then it was just natural when I got into duck hunting. I didn't mind getting up at 4.30 in the morning. But, you know, with, with a lot of the kids that I've introduced to deer hunting, I, you know what? The last hour of daylight, a lot of times, is just as good as the first hour as far as deer hunting in particular goes. And, you know, and that's when I would take my kids. In the beginning, we'd do afternoon hunts. Same way with duck hunting when we could, or late morning, and then, and then eased into it. And, uh, I, man, I mean, whether you're man or woman, that is great advice from both of you ladies. That, yeah, I agree. Really, really great advice. I want to, um, since we don't have a ton of time, I want to switch gears here just a little bit and uh, continue on with our theme of duck hunt season preparedness and ask Sophie, what what are you doing right now uh, to prepare for duck season? What are some of your routines, your traditions, and uh, your tips and tricks for everybody else? to prepare for duck season? Um, It's a little bit different for me this year than it has been in the past because um, now I have the, you know, the Excel Bay Pro 203, which I'm so excited about because these previous years in North Carolina, I don't have personal property. So I have to hunt on public land, which has been a very, very cool experience. But last year I didn't have a boat. So it's near nearly impossible. So this year, now that we've got the boat, I have access to all of these great places around here. Um, so that's kind of what we've been doing is going around figuring out, you know, where scouting out, where are we going to be hunting? You know, where do we want to be opening season? You know, what, what do we see flying in what areas and everything and just kind of deciding where we're going to be. Um, but also thinking about back home in Tennessee, you know, I will go home and hopefully, you know, my dad and I have actually had some plans that he and I are going to go on a father daughter hunt. We haven't done anything like this in years. So I'm super excited about that. I'm going to bring the Bay Pro home and he's going to be with me on the boat. So I think that's going to be probably one of the things I'm the most excited about because getting my dad in the boat and, you know, getting to hunt with him. I mean, there's not much better than that, honestly. Cool. And I'll tell you what, I've already talked with you a little bit about this. I'm going to try to get you and Randall both down to Marvel, Arkansas, to my spot down there where we can run around in one of the uh, F4s as well. I know that that, you know, several of the lakes around home with the boat sheds on the on the blinds, that upstate Bay Pro is perfect, but I'm going to get you guys in the backcountry a little bit with me, too. Oh, you know I'd love that. I am down anytime. Just let me know, and I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm planning right now starting to work on uh my trip to utah and uh ambry jeffrey i want to get you guys out in the layout but i've got a plan in store uh for till season i've actually talked to glenn about it just a little bit and uh i can't wait to get out there and hunt with you guys yeah that'll be fun sounds exciting i'm really excited about it in fact you know what we uh so 
I was out on on the lot, the back lot of of our headquarters here at Mud Buddy, and there is there's been this kind of boat that's been tucked behind a behind a building for a little while. And I, I walked over with with Keith the other day, and it's it's one that um, it was like a specialized layout boat. It wasn't like the coffin layouts that uh, like Glade from BPS has. It, I mean, it was a little big, a little bigger, a little more customized, but really cool boat. And just yesterday, somebody came and bought it. Actually, we're so excited about it. I mean, it's a really cool thing. So I'm I'm anxious to try it. I think it'd be really awesome. Oh, it's a blast up there on the Salt Lake. It is absolutely so much fun. And I'll tell you guys, listen to this too. This impresses the heck out of me. Ambry is the mother of twins. How old are the babies, Ambry? Uh, they just turned a year last week. Oh, and they are the cutest twins ever. Thanks. <laughs> They're lots of fun. So, I mean, how cool is that? I mean, this gal's got twins, and she still finds time to go out uh, to go out fishing and hunting and stuff. And I think that shows some pretty cool dedication, too. You know they're going to grow up the right way. Yeah, we're oh, so yeah. excited. We're, we're so excited to start them early and, and get them involved and excited like we are. I feel like we need we need more of that. You know, we need more people getting the the youth into you know their children and everything. And I this is actually one point that I kind of wanted to make earlier and I didn't get a chance. Um, a lot of it also is that you know sometimes people won't get into it the first time you take them. You know, sometimes it'll take more than one time because me personally, I grew up hunting and fishing. You know, I grew up doing all this with my dad and my grandfather. But when I got to high school, I I strayed away from it. You know, I didn't hunt or fish very much very often I probably went, you know, a couple years without doing anything because I was focused on other things. You know, I was focused on horse riding and cheerleading and, you know, friends and social life. And then when I got a little bit older, I kind of started migrating back to it and realizing, well, wait, this, this is what I grew up doing. And this is what I really love. So sometimes, you know, there, there are times where people won't get into it right away or they'll get into it and then they'll back off. But, you know, it, sometimes it just takes, takes some time and, and getting into it and realizing, you know what, this is actually what I love doing. And, you know, this is, what I want to continue to do and I feel like it all starts as a child you know if you introduce them to it as a child they might not love it when they're in middle school and high school but I feel like as they get older you know they'll probably migrate back to it or we'll have more of a chance than somebody that wasn't taught it at all exactly man you oh, made it so true so true another great point yeah I had one of my three daughters used to love fish and then she got in high school and she became a little socialite and uh just recently I've got her back in the boat with me and she's probably liking it better now than she ever, ever did before. So I guess the yep. moral of that story or the point, you know, Sophie is, you know, if they used to do it in the past, they fell away from it. Don't take that to mean that they're never going to like it again. Try to get them back out there because you never exactly. know. Cause I know in the case of my daughter, boom, it's stuck. Yep, that's that is 100% true. I, I feel like if it's ingrained to you when you're younger, you know, there's just something about it when you get older that you just kind of migrate back to it. And, you know, it's it's just kind of a part of who you are. Amen. Amen. Well, ladies, let me tell you, it has been a pleasure. I know that uh, you've got to go, Ambry, before the babies wake up. And uh, I've got to go back into the factory here. We'll fix this, shut everything down at four o'clock this afternoon. I'm coming to you from Mountain View, Arkansas today. Picking up the Stormcat 230. Um, by the way, uh, this will air before the Mississippi River Monsters event. 
uh, want to invite everybody in the Mid-South area that's around the, on a Saturday, September the 8th at Bass Pro Shops, the Pyramid in Memphis, Tennessee. You'll find uh, myself there, several of our top uh, catfishermen at the Mississippi River Monsters catfishing tournament event there. Um, Weigh-in will begin about 3 o'clock that afternoon. Got to be in line by 4. Uh, we will have a big Mud Buddy tent there at Bass Pro. A lot of exciting things happen in the parking lot. I believe Sophie's going to be there with us, so you can stop by the, the tent there, the Mud Buddy booth there at Bass Pro, and get your picture made with uh, for Instagram with Sophie there. But be sure to check us out. Yeah, it's going to be yeah, exciting. And we're also going to have that all posted on uh, our social media pages. So uh, both XL and Mud Buddies pages will have will have some of that information so you can check it out there. But you definitely don't want to miss this opportunity. This this one is going to be so cool. We've been waiting for a while for this event. So. Yep, Sophie and I will be coming to you live from the way in. Um, yeah, and I will actually be there. You know, Memphis is my hometown, and I haven't had a birthday in Memphis in two years. My birthday is September 7th, the day before. So I'm so excited that I get to be there, you know, get to be home. So y'all come say hi, um, you know, and I'll post details on my Instagram, too, about what time I'll be there, you know, what time to come out and meet and everything. But I'm so excited to see everybody and so excited to see how much fun this event is going to be. Yeah, we're jealous. Jeff and I will be there in spirit. We're very jealous. Yeah, we really are. We are jealous. We we thought about grabbing some plane tickets and heading out, but just just didn't work out for us this time. I, I say you all do, you know, do some last minute ones. Jump on the plane real quick. Yeah, exactly. We'd love to have you guys. It'd be awesome. But you can check us out. Sophie and I will be coming from the way in live, and uh, you'll be able to check that out. Well, guys, we're out of time, and I've got to go. The bell's fixing to ring here. But, Sophie, Ambry, it was a pleasure having you on the show. Jeffrey, thanks for stepping in for Dave. You did a, you did a great job. You're becoming a fixture and pretty damn badass at it, too. And for all of us here at Excel Boats, we'd like to thank you for checking out this episode of the Excel Boats on the X Podcast, powered by Mud Buddy Motors.